Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Hello and welcome to the Talk Speedway podcast, a special Speedway podcast this week uh, as we preview uh, the Speedway of Nations, Graham. Uh, it's that time of the year again. We thought we were going to be heading to Manchester, but obviously uh, the coronavirus British Speedway again in that instance, but we're heading now to Lublin, uh, practically the Ukraine for this <laughs> staging of the uh, the Speedway Nations, but it should be good from what I've seen uh, this year in the Lublin track. It should be exciting. We're going to look over the teams as well, Graham, um, as we head into this week's uh, Speedway Nations. A few surprises in there for me as well, um, which we'll discuss uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, but we need to start, obviously, with, with Team GB, Graham. Um, the... The injury to Ty Wiffenden, um, obviously we send our best wishes to Ty, uh, hopefully he's back on a bike sooner rather than later, enjoys his, his winter off the bike, um, recovering hopefully, uh, but it's a huge blow for the, the GB squad, um, we showed, I think it was last year or the year before, just how much we miss him uh, when we were out in Russia, um, when he's not there, he's a, a talisman captain, arguably the best rider in the world, it's it's just tough to replace. Yeah, I mean it's it's a massive, wasn't it? And and, and Simon and all, I must be must be wondering kind of you know what they've done wrong. Have they walked under a ladder? Have they kicked a black cat? You know, what what have they done wrong? You know, they were they were lined up at the start. We were due to be going to Manchester. It was going to be on home soil, um, with the the number two in the world as as the Grand Prix standings finished. Ty Woffenden and the European champion Robert Lambert, and then uh, a horrible crash for for both Ty and Neil Christian Everson and. And, you know, I guess the the only positive you can say is injuries weren't a lot worse when you've seen the crash. Yeah. But it kind of rules Ty out um, and in steps Drew Kemp. Although, weird enough, I do notice that Ty's named as the rider reserve. Um, I don't know if that's just a case of them not taking another rider out to, mm-hmm. to Lou if they're not going to ride. And it, that was just a sort of, you know, just the, the nature of the, the kind of, um, you know, the paperwork aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a big blow. Um, and I'd say it. It probably takes GB for being one of the the stone, the sort of the red hot favourites, um, into maybe ones that are hoping if things are right they could still be looking for a medal, but maybe just lacking that firepower to be on the top of the podium. That was going to be one of my questions to you, Graham. Do you, do you think uh, if Ty had have, had have been there alongside John Lambert, we would have been one of the favourites? I think so. I mean, you you look down the lineups and and every team's pretty strong. Um, Barred maybe the Czechs, and that's no offence to the Czechs. They just, you know, there's always going to be teams that are are kind of not making up the numbers, but aren't as strong as others. You know, Australia going with two Grand Prix riders, Denmark going with what will be two Grand Prix riders next year. Now, Anders Thompson's got the Grand Prix. Um, you know, I won't go through all the lineups because that's what we're going to do over the next few <laughs> while. But you know, Poland have got the world champ. Russia are two-time reigning champions. Um, you know, Sweden two Grand Prix riders as of next year as well. Tough, tough lineups, but. You know, with the number two in the world and probably the most improved rider in the world, I would say, and Robert Lambert this year, I certainly think that Team GB would have been up there challenging. Let's take a look at uh, who Team GB are up against when they head out to Lublin uh, this weekend, Graham. Obviously, we'll come up against host nation Poland, Russia, Australia, Denmark, Sweden, and as you say, the Czechs. But the the Poles... um, Lining up with, obviously, the world champion, it would have been a major shock if Smarslik wasn't uh, involved in the, the Poland line-up yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but the goal with Simon Wozniak there, um, 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, Lublin rider and Dominic Cabrera that is the is the under twenty one rider. So they've went for the home track kind of knowledge, the world champion, and then obviously a, a trump card there is an under twenty one rider. If if called upon, a really really good rider yep. for the under twenty one guy. Yeah, it was it was a big surprise for me, and I know obviously as a I'll take your word as a home rider. I've I've not spent too much attention <laughs> to the the Polish. I'm assuming that's the the equivalent of the Polish Championship. Um, we're born are in. Um, no, they're in the extra league. We only spoke about it for about six weeks. Are they? Well, that wasn't the Aka Gorzhov rider then. Gorzhov. Aye, it might have been, yeah, aye, there you aye. go. Aye, aye yeah, so I know exactly. the yeah, just fish here, goes to prove our knowledge of Polish Speedway, there you go. Aye. That'll be a good one to see if it makes edit. You can always tell who does edit on this one, <laughs> if, uh, whose errors remain in and whose are out. But yeah, you know what, I mean, Wozniak, he's, he's very hit or miss, and I sort of, you, you keep an eye on Twitter and stuff, and that there's rumours of falling out in the camp, but you would have had to thought that Maggi Janowski was odds-on favourite for that spot. Peter Pavlovsky, you would have thought might have been in there. There's, there's probably four or five names I would have thought of before Wozniak, but you know it's a let's be honest, it's a it's a format that was kind of put together to stop the Polish domination, and it's one thing maybe where Poland have lacked as that second top rider. We all know that when you put together a team of five or six, there's not a country in the world generally that can match up to them. But when it comes to just picking your top two, there's a lot of countries that can, and and for me. It's, it's a big ask on Wozniak, or if he struggles, Kubera. Yeah, the the thing as you mentioned there, Graham, about the amount of riders that Poland could have picked: Patrick Dudek, Magic Janowski, Peter Pawlitski, the uh, Shamak. Even if you were going to push it a bit further, um, you've got lots of under twenty one talent there that could have stepped yeah. up as well. Kasprzak's a Grand Prix rider, no, not your favourite rider, but he is a Grand Prix rider <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, a lot, a lot of talent to go there. Um, just looking at that, I know what I'm thinking, and I'm going to redeem myself massively here, Graham. Oh, here we go. So it's a go- good on stuff, frantically. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Gorzhov pairing. So they obviously know what the way one another rides. So there, there's obviously that chemistry there already. Save me here, Graham. Save me. Come on, help me. Out. I'm, just, me. I'm just letting you dig. You just keep digging. Keep no, digging. I'm, I'm done digging. I think I've justified it. <laughs> oh, that's true. You know, it's a pairs event. You're right. Um, and we all know that in in pairs events that you know not coming last is just as strong as as winning the race. So yeah, there could be a bit of that involved. Um, I'll be honest and say I've not double checked if there was any changes to the scoring or anything. Is it is it four three two zero? Is it three two one zero? I've not actually double checked that. For this year, obviously, there was the, the change in the this, this score into the Grand Prix, which we won't talk about for even one more second. Um, but yeah, it's that that could be, uh, you could be honest to hand there, Scott. You could be right. honest to hand. There you go. Uh, Let's just say it's a good job this is now a video podcast. My face just now, um, it's an audio. But I, uh, I, uh, you're, you're right, Scott. On you go, pal. You, <laughs> you, you dig that hole. <laughs> uh, alongside Poland um, is uh, what would be the bookies' favourites for the title is Russia. Um, two really strong riders here in Saifutnov and Artem Laguta. Um, I'm not even going to attempt um, to say the under twenty one riders' name. Just the young Russian guy. Um, <laughs> obviously, they've, they've, I'm not sure if uh, Chuganov's actually an under 23, whether he can race, whether he can't race. We can also see, you can also tell listeners um, the prep that's obviously been into this podcast. <laughs> um, but they do go with Saifutnov and Artem Laguta. Now, uh, just looking at that pairing, I would go as far to say as that's the strongest pairing in the event. 
you know, they're back-to-back champions coming into this, aren't they? They won it two years ago. They won it last year. So it's, you know, you're right. It's, it's the old adage, isn't it, in, in boxing. To be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. And I actually think it's probably going to be the case this time. All being well and, and no disasters happening, I think if you beat Russia, you'll be on top of the podium. You know, I think mm. Russia will be right in about it. Um, we all know how good Saifutinov and Luguta can be. You know what, if you're looking on the flip side of that, though, Saifutinov had an absolute merrier Grand Prix year this year, mm-hmm. probably due to the fact that I'd backed him to win it all at the start, so that's where <laughs> it went wrong there. And Luguta, you know, he started the season on fire, but then he kind of fell away a wee bit, and there was the stuff with the tyres, and... You know, the last couple of Grand Prix, he, he maybe wasn't up to up to scratch. I certainly didn't carry on the form he showed right at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, on paper, it's the strongest pair in. It's, it's two of what, the top five, is it, in, in the, the Polish league averages or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be wanting to defend that crowd. They're, they're proud, the crown, sorry, they're proud to go there. Um, I know absolutely nothing. I've never heard it, Evgeny Saiduan. There you go. That's your under-21 reserve. Yep. Well, that's how I'm pronouncing it. You know what? If I'm wrong, I don't care. I'll never meet the guy. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you don't know uh, that. I will sign for the Monarchs next year and I've said that. That's your 50 pence in the jar, everyone. I've saved you that how this can, season. How, how is that even possible? In a Speedway Nations preview, you've managed to squeeze the Monarchs into that. That's unbelievable. Well, I've not even spoken about the guy that started his career with them yet, Scott. Everyone, I mean, there's... I'm going to have about seven or eight quid in this jar by the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, I did mention that Russians, like the Russia was favourite um, for the champion uh, for the the Speedway Nations. Uh, you can have a flutter, obviously, on this. Uh, and I'm just looking at the odds at the minute, Graham. Here with Russia, eleven to eight favourites with Poland, uh, not far behind that, eleven to four. Uh, but I'm looking at Denmark, ten to three. Seems a bit tight, uh, if you ask me. Um, as I said at the top of the podcast, maybe some shocks in there in terms of team selections. Obviously, we spoke about the polls. Um, obviously, there's some underlying issues there. And you know what, it's great. We tend to avoid the politics of the sport. Um, <laughs> so when we look at, obviously, Anders Thompson's had a great season uh, with Gorzov. He's made it into the, the Grand Prix series for next year as a wild card. Uh, Leon Marsden is obviously, we don't need to speak about Leon's uh, credentials here as a top top one of the top riders in the world um, <clears throat> but for me because of Lublin and I do know this is that Mikkel Mikkelsen uh, was the Grand Prix rider this year racing for, for Lublin as well it does shock me that he hasn't been selected ahead of Anders Thompson Have you double, triple, quadruple checked that one that, there Scott have you? I'll, I'll be honest Graham it's just right off the top of my head it's just <laughs> <through> knowledge mate <laughs> it's, it's a surprise I'll give you up I think Thompson's form probably has been a little bit stronger but you're right you know you would have thought maybe home track that wee bit home track knowledge and advantage there um again you know i, I don't know how it works with regards to if, if these guys are because mickelson is a reserve rider i don't know if he can only be brought in for the second night if there's injuries or if you kind of allow tactics and you can pick and choose um from there but you know it was it was probably pretty close to a, a toss of the coin um uh, between those two and, and hans nielsen and the, the danish team have went with Thompson and again you know it's another team that if it clicks you know we all know that Madsen can go through the card in these things he's went through the card in more than one Grand Prix um, you know if he's firing and, and doesn't he try and jump every start as he seemed to get a bit happy to do it in the last couple of Grand Prix then then you know what the, the Danes are another one that you know it's tough to pick a winner in that field would I expect the Danes to win no 
would I be that surprised if they won? Also no. You know, it's yeah. it's a team that if everything goes right for them and they, they click in, then the capabilities there, um, even without Mickelson. Absolutely. Uh, just going down the list again of the, the odds for the, the Speedway Nations, as you say, Denmark at 23, third favourites, Australia 11-2, Sweden 12-1, to 1, Team GB 33-1 to 1, and the Czech Republic 500-1. to 1. Um, Before we get into Team GB <clears throat> and we speak to Ollie Allen there, Graham, um, the, the co-manager, obviously, who's had some headaches uh, just uh, leading up to this and obviously the change in venue, etc. We will speak about the Czech Republic there, uh, 500 to 1 outsiders. Um, it's two riders, though, that we, we've have uh, got kind of experience at the top level. Um, it would be a major shock. I'm not saying for a single second they're going to win it or even end up in the medal spot, but they could definitely be a spoiler. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Yeah, there's a, a spoiler potential there. And yeah, he's had a bit of a down year, but you know, Mullet can mix it when he's, when mm-hmm. he's on his day. Uh, Kashmar. You know, maybe they'll probably find this a bit keen. I would say this this level, uh, <clears throat> but again, you know, a- anything can happen. And over the two days, it probably goes against them. But yeah, th- there'll be the odd heat. I, I don't expect in any way, shape, or form that they'll be on the receiving end of five ones and all their heats. Um, you know, they'll be in there to mix it. They'll give it a good go. Um, again, I know nothing of their under twenty one rider. Um, I didn't even realise that uh, Joseph Frank was still off that level where he would make this a top five. I notice he's the, the rider reserve there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think it's, they're in there and, and you know what, it'll be good experience for the guys. And then obviously, hopefully we're kind of back to some sense of normality uh, next year. And there's a, a qualifying and they'll be able to take that experience at that. And they'll be hoping to make the top seven once again. I think that's probably just about their aim just now is if they could make the final every year, they've had a good year. Absolutely. Um, so we'll just move on to Team GB now. Uh, Graham, obviously you mentioned Ty still involved in the five-man squad uh, alongside Jordan Palin, who's the, I think, would be the under-21 reserve, if you, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And then in the team that's been named uh, for at least, I think it's Friday's meeting, is Robert Lambert, Drew Kemp, and the under-21 rider as Dan Bewley. Uh, obviously, Dan being the under-21 rider, it then provides more options, I would say, for all in Simon. Yeah. We'll ask them that as we, when we speak to them. Uh, what I would say, uh, we have kind of touched upon it in certain podcasts that we've, we've had in the past. Um, we obviously had Drew on uh, prior to this season starting, Uh it's been a bit of a breakthrough year for, for British youngsters going abroad and racing. They're probably doing more more laps on the continent than what they would have would have. Um guys desperate to race. I see Tom Brennan took part in the European under twenty one today. Uh, yeah. you've had Drew Kemp out. Uh, I think he won a, a meeting at, uh, that was the meeting at Czech Republic he won last week. Uh, Jordan Palin was also involved in that. Leon Flint's been out on the continent. Uh, forgive me if I'm missing one because obviously these guys are out there they're gaining the experience of being out there Anders Uh, Rowe I think is another one Anders Rowe yep four more leagues wasn't he Adam Ellis maybe slightly older but yep yeah, he's based in kind of France anyway, but it's, it's um, obviously he's he he went and done the the the, the GP challenge and stuff as well. Um, now we did put a tweet out there, obviously about what the fans would, who the fans would maybe like to see kind of step into the team. Uh, one of the first replies we got was from Bomber Harris, yeah, uh, obviously saying that he was still available, but it doesn't appear to be a route. Uh, that the current management want to go down. They're kind of, if you look at the, 
God, the average age of that squad there must be about 20. Um, yeah. uh, when you look through it, uh, obviously it's, they're looking for Ty to be the leader and kind of drag the kind of younger ones with them. And obviously we've got an exceptional youngster in Robert Lambert anyway. Um, but Drew being involved in these type of meetings, obviously Jordan Palin's there for the experience as well, Graham. Um I think it only bodes well. But I think with Team GB, no matter what level we're talking about here, whether it's individuals across across the European and World Championships that we have, each level, then obviously with the World Under-21 World Team Cup as well, we left with a medal. There's obviously, there is an emphasis here on getting these guys involved in the biggest meetings that we can possibly get them involved in to get that experience on the continent, to get our name back out there again. And obviously infrastructure's there now to, to support them as well. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think that's, there's maybe a long-term view to this. And we all know that if Chris Harris had been picked, he would have went out there and he would have tried his heart out and given us his absolute all and would have done us and himself proud and and no one would have had any qualms about that um and and potentially it would have made the squad a little bit stronger than it is just now and that's no offense to, to drew um you know he's a young guy he's making strides he's had a great couple of years you know he's got back on it and this was and this will be another step um but i think there is a long-term view now it's, it's not year by year you know there's a three-year plan a five-year plan a 10-year plan um and and getting these guys in and getting them involved and getting them you know kind of the experience of the events and what's involved in, and i guess even going to something like this and, and needing to know about you know the the difference of the rider briefing and what time you've got to be here and what time you get to do this and all the, the administration that goes into it you know it's not just rocking up at a week track an hour before the start or an hour and a half before the start signing in and, and you know unloading your stuff um so yeah it'll be a great great experience and again um you know fingers crossed that it's not something that's too daunting maybe for somebody like drew and and he can get right in the mix absolutely absolutely and i think putting having dan there at an under 21 spot is obviously going to work to their advantage hopefully anyway but we can speak all about that with team gb co-boss oliver allen Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Ollie, we mentioned uh, as we were co- recording before we spoke to you, um, you were set up to have a home Speedway Nations at the National Speedway Stadium. We also had uh, one of the, the, the riders of a generation in Ty Wiffenden going to lead us uh, in the Speedway Nations, but it just wasn't to be for us. There's been a lot for you, you guys to think about uh, over the last couple of months, that's for certain. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really weird year for for everyone, um, you know, worldwide. Um, thanks to thanks to COVID, we, it's um, it's changed everyone's plans. Um, so, I think we can consider a change of um, you know, if, if the worst thing that happens to me this year is that we we've gone from Bellevue to Lublin and and we've lost our best rider then that, that's not a bad year considered can, can, you know compared to what some yeah. people have been through um, but yeah l- like you say it's a it, it is a blow um and it's it's a shame because everything was so well planned out for bellevue but when once the season was supposed to get underway and it got delayed and everything got pushed back we could we could see that you know the goalposts were moving all the time and 
and you know rules and regulations were changing and it, it was looking unlikely it was going to be at Bellevue and and um which was a shame and and there was talk of it being at Bellevue but with no crowd and and to be honest if it's going to be at Bellevue with no crowd it it, it might as well be somewhere else because yeah. you lose that uh, you lose a little bit of that home edge like you, you obviously obviously you 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 would think that your english guys will have ridden more laps around Bellevue than the other nations having said that we we're now led by or we until his injury we're led by Ty Wolfenden who doesn't race British League Speedway anymore so he's probably done as many laps around Bellevue as uh, you know Smarslick has or you know yeah. so <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know it's not like it's, it's not like holding it at Wolverhampton when all the British guys ride there every week yeah, you know it's not it's not like that so it's um it, I, I'm not what too what too worried about what what track it's held on. Um, to, uh, uh, you know, pre the Ty Wolfenden injury, with Ty and Robert, you could have held it anywhere in the world this season, and you'd have stood a really really good chance of winning. Um, but it wasn't to be. Ty got injured. I mean, I was absolutely gutted when I saw that. Um, straight on the phone to Steady. Uh, <laughs> we'd already named our squad, which. In the end, at the end of the day, that, I mean, we can talk about that in a sec, but that's not a um, that wasn't the end of the world. But we we, we were gutted, of course we were, um, and I'm sure the the nation were as well. Yeah, and I guess uh, you know, as you mentioned, there kind of the the worst things that could have happened when you seen that crash for Ty and Niels um, to, to come out with the injuries he did. While it, it puts paid to to this event, at least it's not putting paid to six months or 12 months of his career you know it could have been it could have been a lot worse than it was so it's, it's kind of you know not great from the world the nation yeah. street nation's point of view but in the, the grand scheme of things as you mentioned earlier you know he'll, he'll sort of move on and, and hopefully be back next year so you kind of touched on it there and, and the, the squad was already in I, I don't know the how it works with the regulations with a rider pulls out injury you know was there scope t- to bring somebody in what what kind of was the discussion that went around before the decision was made that it would be drew that would step into that position um, well, we we'd, we'd named our our five um, prior to the injury. We know we had to name the squad of five. Um, so you know you had to include two at least two under twenty ones and um, at least two seniors. Uh, actually, no, you didn't have to name any seniors, but obviously it makes sense to. Um, but we we named that five, and then and then Ty obviously obviously got injured and. And it's, it's, it's strange, really, because we've named the squad the day before. Um, uh, but first of all, Simon, like my initial sort of reaction was was a little bit panicked, as was studies. Well, not panicked, but a little bit sort of stressed about it. I don't think panic's the right word, but mm-hmm. sort, of, uh, sort of stressed, I suppose. And then we actually spoke about it and we said, well, to be honest, um, with how... Dan Bewley's been riding the, the latter part of the season. Um, there's, is, is there any, what we kind of said, is there, is there anyone else right now that we would use in the meeting more than, than Dan? Or, you know, would you pick any other current British senior over Dan? And, and the answer was no. Dan's, um, nothing against any of the, you know, our British riders. If you, if you look at our current situation, you've got, um, Charles Wright hasn't ridden all season. You know, was reigning British champion. I'm absolutely gutted for him because he 
he's missed out on a whole year of being announced as British champion at every track he went to. Yeah. Which, you know, is heartbreaking for him. Uh, I feel so sorry for that guy. Um, so you, you, you've got him in that situation. You've got uh, Adam Ellis with a um, broken spine. Um, there, there are a couple of our, our sort of top seniors. Craig hasn't ridden all year. Um, so, it, and, and then you look at Dan's form and he's, he's, he's riding uh, probably... Certainly abroad, he's riding at a higher level than any of those currently are or have. Mm-hmm. So you're going to use, we're going to use Dan, you know, most of the meeting anyway. So, and, and and we look at Simon and I looked at our sort of one of our goals when we took over um, the the Great Britain Speedway team was that we wanted to build for the future. It was it was a long term thing. We didn't want the job for one year. Um, or two years we wanted to we want to look to the future and 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 we want to be able to look back in after doing the job for say five years or whatever it may be and and say that we've um sort of le- le- left our mark really and 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 brought on i'd, I'd love to see I'd, I'd love i'd love to leave the job in a few years and and there be five or six what are now under 21s maybe even under 16s that are sort of full-time professional riders in Europe, you know, mm-hmm. they've made it onto this yeah. big stage and, and that's, that's what we're encouraging. And we, we're demanding a certain sort of, I, I guess, level of behavior and, and we expect certain things, we expect the riders to act in a certain way. Um, and I have to say everyone that's been, everyone that's in the squad has, that's how they, have conducted themselves this season, and and so we reward that. Absolutely, Ollie. Was there ever the temptation to get down the experienced route of maybe somebody like Chris Harris, oh, um, maybe some yeah. someone who's who's maybe not featured in your plans? If we're being honest, really, because as you say, there you're looking to build for the future, and that that's evident from the the cornerstones that's been put down um, since Rob and Vicky have taken over what we could easily term as a franchise of some sorts. Um, mm-hmm. Was there ever a temptation there to kind of for one year to take a wee step backwards and no disrespect to Chris when I say that, but a wee step backwards in terms of going just a wee bit of experience for this year, considering people haven't been racing as much as we, what they would, would normally get into a meeting like this. Um, it was, it was spoken about, but um, we didn't go down, down that road because, you know, when you talk about, if you talk about experience, actually, you know the most our most experienced guy, other than Ty Wittenden, at high level speedway this season is Robert Lambert. Yeah. Our, our, our second most experienced rider this year at a high level of speedway is Dan Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I, I, for example, I mean, Chris is a Chris Harris. If you use him as an example, great guy. Done, you know, done some amazing things for British Speedway and and um. But he, he's not he's not ridden much this year. Um, he had a go at the British final and was okay. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not really uh, sort of a that that's not the way we wanted to go. Um, like I said, no, no disrespect to those guys, um, but it's um, yeah, with with the form that that Dan and uh, Robert are in, we're, we're we're happy with our with our choice and. We're also really pleased to be able to give Drew Kemp the chance to be a part of a meeting like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of touched on it earlier, and I know it's kind of the way the, the rules are in place, but 
what would we kind of expect to see that actually it will be be Robert and Dan that are kind of the the main pair and what would Drew kind of been put in as as tactics kind of allow? That is um, that if Dan and Robert are, are riding like they can, then that's how that's how I would expect it to go. But you never know, do you? I mean, you, the guys went out to Russia last year and. Um, God, you know, God forbid we have a night like that, but two riders wiped out in the first race. It changes things, yeah. isn't it? So sometimes yeah. you kind of have to roll with the punches. But um, we'll, we'll see how we go. But if um, you know, if Drew gets a ride, that's that's great, um, great experience for him. And we, we're taking Jordan Palin with us, um, and you know what, what an experience for him to be just to be around those guys and you know get to get to experience a uh, speedway nations weekend it, it you know it should be i like to think it'd be really sort of motivational for him absolutely ollie and just before we actually speak about the kind of the the field um just to look at guys like drew jordan we mean graham speak about it quite regularly now the the fact that these guys i'm thinking tom brennan obviously jordan drew uh, Leon Flint, there's lots and lots of these guys now going out to European Under-21 events, 19s, obviously the World Team Cup, etc., where they performed excellently well as well against some really established riders at that level. Um, this season, in a way, has actually worked out pretty good for them in the sense that they've been able to go and maybe race more on the continent than what they probably would have. Even guys like Anders Rowe, who was involved in the GB setup at the end of last season, the future's bright when we start looking at these type of things, Ollie, isn't it? I mean, it, for me, uh, this is what, although we're in a COVID period where it's a fairly depressing time, there is bright spots like that, and the emergence of Jordan Palin has been has been a huge breakthrough for me. Yeah, totally agree. I think the I think the under twenty one riders or the under twenty one sort of the members of our squad they've they've done more racing than our our seniors with the except of, exception of our top three with the exception of Bewley, um Lambert and Wolfenden those the under twenty one guys have had so many tournaments going on like you say there's European under nineteen world under nineteen world under twenty one European under twenty one and the, the, <laughs> the under twenty one World Cup there's all these different events and they're um, that's been great for them, great experience for them, and it, and, you know, it's what what an important time in their career. Like that, I think that window of say sixteen to twenty one um, years old, that's a, that's a really important time for their development. So the more meetings like that that they can get, the better. Um, and I encourage like our riders to take every meeting they can get ab- abroad and. And do it properly. And and those like someone Jordan is a, is a great example, who has, you know, uh, has not turned down any meeting this year. You know, you you offer him mm-hmm. the chance to go. You know, you've got to be in Germany on this date. Yeah, no problem. You got then if you get through, you're in Slovenia on this. Yeah, no problem. No, yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> and don't don't get me wrong. It's not just Jordan. That requires a, a good sort of support system. And and Drew, uh, sorry, Jordan, Andrew uh, have got a great family around them that, that help. And that's really important because for, for, that's not the same. That's not the case for everyone. Um, but for those guys, the, the riders are determined, the boys are determined and they've got a great team behind them who are willing to help and are able to help. Um, so that's, you know, that, that, that's really good to see. Um, and I, I went out to see, uh, I wanted to see the sort of, you know, 
to see how our young guys guys are getting on. No, you know, I didn't want to don't want to sort of pinpoint anyone, but I went I went to Pada Beach to watch the European Under 19 qualifying round, and Drew and Jordan really stood out, and and the maturity that Jordan showed at his age. I, I mean, I was I was really really impressed. I was already impressed by Jordan in our sort of winter training camps, but to then go and see him perform like that was um, was really good. Yeah, um, I guess you you know from experience as well. Or you're you may be a bit more keen to jump in a van for three days when you're 18 than you are when you're 28 or 35 <laughs> as well. Um, so that probably doesn't do them any harm. Um, if we if we kind of move on to the field now, I guess maybe and it, it won't have entered the mindset as you've already spoke about. But yourself and Simon's job will be just you know getting the guys ready, making sure there's no doom and gloom about what happened to Ty because it's a tough tough field. But what me and Scott kind of spoke about it before. I would suggest, and, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, but I would think you're still going into that meeting thinking, right, we can still get on that podium. There's still a medal that could come home with us. Uh, absolutely. We we had, we had a team, um, like Zoom call. Very That's very Corona, I know. We had a Zoom <laughs> call the other night, and um, we we spoke about that amongst, you know, amongst the team and the management, and, and that was that was something we, we agreed on. I mean, I, I honestly think if 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 you say that Robert Lambert rode, say, 12 of his, you know, best races, or he rode at 95% of his of his of his best for for 12 races, and Dan Beauty did the same, you, you'd be crazy to think you couldn't get a medal. Like you, you you really would. I mean, that Robert's been one of the best riders in the world this year, and then and and Dan's form. I mean, Dan's form at the end of this year has been really good. His last two meetings for Roslav have been really really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't think it's so, a coincidence as well that his forms kind of picked up the more meetings he's been doing, obviously in Sweden oh, and and Poland. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. I, I think when Dan signed for Roslav at the start of the year, I think that would have worked out better if the British season and the Swedish season had, would have started. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when you when you have a it, that extra league is so tough. And let's say Dan, for example, maybe Dan got a couple of couple of rides or just a couple of points. He would then come back to England, probably score 12 or 13 at Bellevue. He'd then fly back out to Poland, confidence lifted again, and, and he would have he'd had more rides under his belt. And I think he would have seen his Polish scores improve faster. I know he ended up getting injured on a BMX, but, you know, it's, um, <laughs> boys will be boys. And then, so, uh-huh. But he, he, um, I, I do think you'd have seen him progress earlier had the other seasons have been running earlier. Um, like you say, I think the more meetings have really helped him. So um so that's good. I think that I think both both Robert and Dan come into the into the meeting confident. And it, I mean it's gonna be really tough. You've got some experienced, you know, top level Grand Prix riders in that field. Um but, you know, that Dan and Dan and Rob can perform at that level. So um I, I you know I, I think I think, you know, a podium is, is within within our grasp. Absolutely, and I think as well, obviously, with, with Robert winning the European Championship, he's obviously a Grand Prix rider in his own right. He's got that experience of Grand Prix behind him. Mm. Uh, obviously, he's got the experience of racing in the, the Team World Cups and Speedway Nations now as well. I think that'll yeah. help no end. And Dan never really strikes me as the type of person that really pays attention to the type of meeting he races in anyway. <laughs> it's just that it kind of... It could be Armadale or Liblin. It really yeah. wouldn't matter. And it's uh, that's no. Sometimes that attitude works for you, though. Hey, that, that laid-back attitude's not always a good thing. 
If you're chasing Dan for an answer on something, that laid-back thing doesn't always work. Um, <laughs> but but it, I, I do agree that it, I, I think he, he does have that. Um, he is so laid-back that I, I don't think he'll... I, if Dan were to have a bad meeting, it wouldn't be because of the pressure. I just don't. I don't think that's something that, that gets to him. I, I think he, um, you know, it, it would be another reason. I, I don't know what, but you know, it would. Um, I, I don't think he's someone that would crumble under the pressure because I just think he's. It, it's not pressure's not on his radar. I don't think. I think he just goes. He rides his bike as fast as he can. Um, you know, if, if the bike's working well and there aren't many people that can ride quicker than him. Um, and and I, I think that's what he goes to do every time he rides. Um, I, I know from speaking to Neil Vatcher that when he was in Denmark at the under-21 World Cup, apparently he was fantastic with the younger riders, like uh, as far as offering them advice. And, and that's a side of Dan I've not seen before because we've I've always seen him as the, the kind of younger rider in the team. So it's great to see. He's obviously maturing and, and, and what have you. So so hopefully he can, he can pass a bit of that on to Drew at the weekend. Yeah, certainly sounds good. And as you're right, you know, Robert, there, there's no one in the field he hasn't beaten so far. Dan coming into form and and had his probably his two best meetings of the season. So we're maybe hitting this at the right time. Mm. Um, Ollie, it's been a pleasure speaking to you as always. Thank you very much for giving the time off. I don't know kind of what the travel plans are. You'll, you'll be heading out, I guess, to Oblan and maybe looking at a 14 day yeah. uh, on the way home. <laughs> you need to sit in the house for 14 days after. So I hope you've got plenty yeah, of DVDs yeah, or like Netflix that. shows lined up to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I'll have plenty of work to get on with when I get home. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the plan. We'll fly out Thursday and, um, yeah, and uh, crack on with it Friday. But I, I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm positive about the whole thing and, and so is everyone else. So I think it will be good. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Always good to hear from Ollie Allen. We could probably have sat and spoke to him all night, Graham, but I'm sure he's got better <laughs> things than to be doing uh, in preparation for the Speedway Nations than speaking to us, Pierre. Um, fairly detailed explanations and he's looked the thought processes behind Team GB. Uh, he's always forthright anyway when he comes on the podcast, so it's good to speak to him. Uh, just as we can look back into the field then, uh, Graham, uh, one of the nations we've not spoke about is Sweden. Now, obviously, Freddie Lindgren have a fantastic season, season. Uh, Oliver Bertson managing to get himself into the Grand Prix series in 2021 <clears throat> I see their under 21 rider also finished second in the European under 21s today um, looks a decent wee side, solid side uh, another side that will be looking to end up in the medal spots <clears throat> Yeah I think so um, probably not too dissimilar maybe to kind of team GB and, and that mm-hmm. kind of field and that they'll expect Freddie to lead from the front and then see where where Bernson can pick up the points as they go from there and he's one I'm actually really looking forward to seeing um, a couple of years ago it really looked like he was going to really hit the world stage and, and was a good prospect and then went off the boil a little bit I think he might even have dropped out the Swedish Elite League for a year Yeah, and it looked like he maybe was going to be lost to the the top levels I, th- I think there was even talk of him with the just Quitting the sport altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, um, good thing is he has come back and he's come back very well. And we're, we're now talking about him as a Grand Prix rider. So I guess this will be a good barometer, both for him to see where he stands against his riders and also for us kind of to see where he is. You know, it's, the Swedes, maybe gone are the days where they're 
top of the tree, you think back to the likes of Tony Ricardson, the Carlsons, um, you know, Antonio Onback. Yeah, Jimmy Nielsen. Antonio Onback's probably kind of past his, his pomp now. Um, but there'll be another ones that will be expecting, you know, very much like when we spoke about the Danish team. You know, one ground could go through the card in any field. And if you've got somebody doing that, if Bernson can pick up a few thirds along the way, then you're you're in a good position looking at the medal places. So I would suggest maybe not quite strong enough to, to be on the top of the podium. But again, if they come out with a bronze medal, I really wouldn't be that surprised. Sweden is is quite it's a bit of a shame really. See when you you see uh, no, I'm not nothing against Freddie or uh, over here, but <clears throat> when you've seen some of the teams that they've had in the past, especially when the, the it was the kind of four rider teams, um, some of the riders in the not too distant past um, who have kind of either retired or maybe form hasn't been as great. When you're talking about Antonio Lynn back there and obviously AJ who's not long retired as well. Um, Freddie Lindgren doesn't even do the Swedish um, elite league either. Um, Swedish Speedway seems to be in a bit of a, There's not a lot in the production line here, is there? From not from that, where I can see, it's, there's yeah. not a lot coming. There's, normally you get like a, a Newcastle or something picking up a Swede or a Dane that would come over. Like that, that, that really has kind of stopped, hasn't it? It seems to have. Certainly kind of <clears throat> our side of the, you know, seeing these guys and and I think maybe the, the Swedish top league, you know, it seems to have been in the sort of doldrums financially a little bit the last few years. And and maybe they're where British Speedway was four or five years ago, where they're maybe going to need to start cutting ties with some of the top boys. And it's very difficult when you're used to it. And there's you know there's there's two sides of the argument, isn't there? That if you put the top boys out, people will show up to watch them. So if you, know, if you don't have a, a Smarslick or a Doyle or something like that in your team, will people still go against that? Actually, Speedway fans are Speedway fans and they'll go as long as it's competitive racing. Mm-hmm. And you, you're right, you think back to it just, I mean, it was just a conveyor belt for years, wasn't it? It was a conveyor mm-hmm. belt of talent coming through at the lower levels, um, moved their way up. You know, the riders we've mentioned, you think of Henka Gustafsson was another favourite yep. of mine. Um, <laughs> but you're right, you know, you, you even wonder where that mid tier of Swedish Speedway is. If you, if you kind of compare them to Denmark, then, you know, you know who's at the top for Denmark. But beyond that, you've got your. Jensen's, your Quints, your Backs, those kind of riders are, you know, good international or European caliber riders, you know, would be heat leaders in a, a UK championship, heat leader stroke second string in the, the UK premiership. You, you don't have, there doesn't seem to be that sort of caliber of rider, or Sweden doesn't even have that pool of mm. riders just now. <laughs> Um, Jacob Purcell's the only one really off the top yeah, of my head I'm yeah, thinking and then yeah. like if you've got um, Linus Sundstrom that I don't even know if Linus is fit um, obviously they're really bad accident last year I'm not sure if he's back racing this year um, but again it's not like the like the Jimmy Nielsen's Gustafsson's calibre of rider um, and it is a, a bit of a shame but I'm sure there was no Swedes crying over their conflicts uh, when GB were, were struggling to score a point <laughs> In the World Cup, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much, but um, yeah, I get what you mean though, because if you look back to the league, possibly late 90s, when we had all the top guys here, um, and there was a bit of a reset because we didn't have a lot coming through ourselves. Um, obviously, there was a lot of factors into that. It wasn't just because there was a, <laughs> the conveyor belt yeah. it wasn't producing talent, it was because of certain other factors that we shall not get into. Um, but obviously, as you as you mentioned there, there has to be something there for this to to then start again. Um, 
we've got a wee bit deeper into the Swedish team than what I thought we were going to, but there you go. <laughs> that's just that's what kind of sums us up. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. So joining us now is Team Australia team manager Mark Lehman. Uh, Mark, your selections are in. You're going to be led by Jason Doyle and Max Frick uh, in the Speedway Nations with World Under-21 champion Jamin Lidsey. Uh, down there is your Under-21 rider. Um, looking strong in paper, Mark. I think both myself and Graham are looking at the odds thinking that they're quite kind towards you. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, uh, hello to you, Scott and Graham. Um, and uh, good, man. thanks for having, good. Me on, having me on the show. Yeah, no, team selections um, we're putting on on the uh, on Monday and uh, or Tuesday, I should say, the final one after announcing the squad last week. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, I've got a pretty sort of tough job, I guess, to pick narrow them down to two riders. Um, and obviously, we've ended up with um, Jason and Max and as the seniors and young Jamie and Lindsay down down the twenty one as a the reserve, but uh, it wasn't that straightforward to me. Um, you know, like uh, we look. If anyone's been following the uh, the international scene this year, you would have noticed that uh, Jack Holt has been, been you know, mm-hmm. brilliant form uh, for Gorzhov and um, Torren in, in the first division in, in Poland. And um, you know, he was, you know, probably my, my he was in my uh, my my top two choices. So, um, but uh, he chose to turn down the offer. Um, and, and his brother Chris was also in the reckoning and. He was unavailable for selection as well, so you know it was great that I had you know guys like Rowan and Max who you know I mentioned were in the, the squad and, and uh, willing to take the position. So it was sort of yeah, got a funny way of got how I got around to that uh, top two, but uh, nonetheless, I'm, I'm I'm delighted to have them as well. Yeah, very interesting to hear that that's how it worked out. But I guess and looking at it now, you know the the feeling in the camp can't be much better for the guys coming in. You know you've got Doyley coming off the back of securing that top six place and knowing he's in the Grand Prix next year and back to where he probably feels he should be at the world level over the last five or six Grand Prix. Max coming off the back of a Grand Prix win and, and Jamin coming off the back of the Under-21 Championship. So as as form and as a feeling in a camp goes, it must be three guys that are riding high coming in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always nice to go into these competitions when things are sort of going for you. And, that, and like you said, as you mentioned, the guys in form. Uh, I, I've never been as a manager, really had much, much fortunate kind of leading up to these events. With, uh, I think last year was the first time I, uh, apart from the, the race off in Manchester, that I, I hadn't had a, an injury played, uh, you know, line up or, or missing a ride through injury or, or for another reason. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that that's how it's panned out. Um, you know, you, you, Jason's start, his season started off somewhat indifferent. And, uh, you know, I constantly sort of speak to the boys over the, over the course of the season and I kind of know what they're doing. But um, it was sort of pretty apparent that where Jason had sort of found that his, his, you know, his misfortunes were with his bikes um, and uh, it was correct to that. And obviously finished very, very strong in the other championship to you know, obviously get back up there and make that top six. And, uh, you know, Mac, Max was obviously flight a very indifferent season and um you know like he probably hasn't got much of a season to, to write home about in his first year in the Grand Prix but uh certainly go to Tyron to uh, to win a Grand Prix um it was certainly um something that you'll never forget and um, they can never take away so yeah uh, we've been quite fortunate and you know Jamie Lindsay you know he's had a stunning year in the extra league in Poland mm-hmm. uh, by being given the chance with Lesnar and um you know he sights for that World Individual Championship, you know, that dates back three years ago. We had a plan and um, it was great to see him execute it in, in such fine style too. 
Absolutely. Uh, you were speaking about Max there. Obviously, he did have an indifferent start to the season. Um, Graham and I have spoken off-air about how maybe that could be the fact that what the Australian guys like to be racing all the time, and when guys are maybe only racing week to week, it doesn't suit them. Maybe Max is one of the kind of guys who would rather be racing more, and I don't think it's any coincidence with the Swedish League Grand Prix and Wotslav um, kept him a bit busy and the results started to improve. One thing we did speak about, Mark, a few weeks ago was uh, the Grand Prix wildcard situation and basically giving the organisers a bit of a headache, going and showing something that you're worthy of a place. Max and Torin definitely did that and it, it goes to prove that he belongs at this level of the sport, doesn't he? Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, like you talk about you know, you know, somewhat of a different year and, and not racing you know, you know, many meetings and keeping us busy. I mean, it's, it's been a hard year for yeah. everyone with this COVID coronavirus. So, and and many riders and, and many people in the walks of life and business, you know, have had to deal with it in different ways. Uh, so it has affected, you know, some some riders, um, you know, and like, you know, maybe this is what you know Jack Holder's decision why he wanted to sit out sit out the last you know weekend of Speedway for Nations. You know, who knows? It's hard to understand what what's you know pressures these guys have been through uh, during this course of the year, but. Yeah, Max. Max has sort of had a lot on his plate coming into the season. Um, you know, he dropped England and you know wanted to refine his his uh, you know his sort of campaign and and, and was ummer and ahhing about moving to Poland and all of a sudden it was forced upon him and then you know his his refined schedule has completely you know dwindled down to you know the bare minimal uh-huh. as we've witnessed. So it kind of didn't didn't work for him and, and and you know going into a Grand Prix season your first attempt as a permanent rider certainly has different pressures as it does coming into the wild card. And, um, you know, he felt that and he'll learn from that and he'll grow from that. And, um, you know, but to go out and, you know, pull off a Grand Prix win in, in the fashion he did, um, you know, against, you know, Bartos Smarglick and, you know, Ty Wolfen in the form there. And it's, 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 it's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you mentioned there, obviously, the, you know, the, the, the coronavirus is, has laid waste every plan everyone had for for 2020 all told and one of the big differences with the world nations or sorry speedway nations was the it's had to be moved from bellevue to to Lublin. and you know i guess these guys have got experience in poland we all know they've all ridden the track but just how big a blow was that you know when you look at that lineup that you've put out there it probably would have been and obviously your own experience it probably wouldn't have been as close to a home meeting as you could have got there, there won't have been another team that would have done the laps around bellevue that, that your guys would have done no, and exactly, and probably having young Jamie Lindsay uh, down at reserve as a, tr- a trump card. But uh, yeah, at, at that that level, I, I guess the, 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 there's no real uh, home track favoritism for anybody. I mean, I I think you know, as far as the Aussies are concerned, yeah, we we're kind of more based in in, in Britain, and, and we have that sort of home comfort feel because we we, we sort of domicile you know eight months of the year here. Um, but yeah, you, you Brits will get pretty passionate when it comes to a you know a home event. So the, the noise that uh, the fans make um, it sort of you know, outweighs any sort of home comfort uh, that we have as a, as a nation from Australia. <laughs> so um, yeah, but yeah, it's disappointing to to lose. Obviously, being involved in Manchester and Bellevue, it's, it was pretty disappointing to to lose the, the, the Speedway Nation final to to Poland. But very understandable in the, in the current climate. Absolutely. And before we ask you to put your Bellevue hat on, uh, I'll just ask you one final question on the Speedway Nations. Uh, obviously, the, the the starting lineups are in there. Mark, is there, is there any team that kind of stands out for you as as being favourites or ones to watch? 
Oh, I, well, I mean, Russia, obviously, defending champions. You know, they've got the, you know, the same pairing you know, for the third year in a row. And, um, you know, they would have to probably be favourites, uh, in my opinion. Um, you would never underestimate Poland. You know, uh, Simon Wozniak, you know, he's probably been under the radar for a little bit, but he seems to have found a little bit of form just recently. And, um, you know, anyone that can sort of just chip in and, and pick up points you know, and, and you know, be partnered with Barthel Smarslik, you know, the, the way that guy rides a bike, it's, you know, it's, it makes anyone's job pretty easy, but, um, you know, it's just, that's always going to be a formidable partnership, you know, the Poles in Poland. Um, but, you know, like the, the Swedes, you know, Oliver Bernson, he's, you know, Grand Prix rider now, Freddie's been on fire. Yeah, it's it's too it's too easy to underrate any team and like even like the Brits losing um tie, you know, like it's a big blow for them I'm sure. But you know, Robert Lambert's European champion, he's been on fire this year and uh, I, I know Dan Bewley, you know, his confidence is growing day by day and and we've probably seen it in recent weeks. And um, you know, I, I wouldn't rule them out either, you know, they're they're sort of young guys and young charges and, and very capable. I think you're right there, Martin. We've kind of spoke about it during it, and, and with no offence to the Czechs, I think they're maybe the only ones that, that would surprise people if they're on the podium come the end of it. Everyone else will be right up there. Um, if we move away from the, the Speedway Nations now and, and move over to the, the ACs side of things, obviously we all know how bad a year it's been for British Speedway at all, but actually Bellevue probably been one of the busier clubs so far. We've seen the, the ATPI Challenge, a round of the British Youth Championships, of course the British Final, and what would it be as we record this on, on Monday the 12th, for a week and a half time, um, the Peter Craven Memorial Individual still to come? Yeah, we've had, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I can probably vouch for all the, the, the British promoters. Uh, as I say, that it's just been such a, a turbulent year behind the scenes. We've probably done more work um, and, you know, our workload of trying to get the sport up and running in these times has been very challenging and frustrating because you know, one minute you're kind of on and you think you're going to go ahead and you've got to change change the goalpost move and then as Bellevue we've been you know hungrily driven to keep that uh, continuous um, you know record of you know the, the longest club continuous running club in the, in the world a speedway club in the world so mm-hmm. that kind of drove us that a little bit more and um, you know we've got some great owners that sort of come into the into Manchester to and bought the club uh, four years ago and. Yeah, we've you know Adrian Smith, the chief executive, my fellow co-promoter. Uh, we presented them some ideas that they they they, they grabbed and, and embraced, and they like they like to see the progressive side of those things as, as investors, and uh, gave us the opportunity to put these meetings on. It's been challenging, um, you know, to bring the live stream in with no crowds. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's been tough, but we we feel quite you know buoyant by the the, the numbers and what was seen by the. the, the the subscribers for the event and um, this meeting come out uh, the Peter Craven uh, is really what's driven this this decision to run this event. Um, we want, you know, want to continue to run it every year because we feel it's a prestigious event and and worthy of uh, the great man uh, to keep that that name alive. And um, yeah, so that'll be live streamed on Thursday the 22nd, and um, you, know, you can get your passes on Sports Central TV. Absolutely, and hope everybody goes and buys, uh, because I think there's early bird prices as well there, Mark, as well, where you can get it for £10, which at the end of the day, people are always crying out for Speedway to be cheaper, so here's your opportunity if you want a Speedway meeting a bit cheaper. Um, but Mark, see, looking at the live stream, and obviously Bellevue are at the forefront of this, that, uh, uh, during during this, well, 
let's call it autumn because it's no summer, um, where we've managed to get a couple of meetings on in the live streaming. Um, don't think it's any secret that the majority of uh, Speedway clubs run at a loss is the one thing we could pay, basically take as a, as a kind of positive from this season is this introduction of, of, of live streaming where possible, where clubs can run it for possible future more revenue coming into the sport? Uh, I don't think solely they, they, we can. Um, I think in conjunction, you know, alongside having the fan base, because we, we certainly, you know, running, you know, we've had three meetings at Bellevue now with no fans, and it's, 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 you know, it feels criminal to be quite honest. It's just like we miss the fans, you know, you miss yeah. that atmosphere, and, yeah. and everyone wants that entertainment, wants to go out and feel some sort of normality and get, you know, their, their methanol fix of their <laughs> motorsport. But, um, you know, we, we definitely want that to return, and I think it's fundamental. But, we need to uh, probably, you know, the, the live stream gives us a bigger, bigger reach of the audience. Um, you know, we, we've, we've had people contact us from Australia, New Zealand, America, and, and all around the place, and even Singapore. You know, following following Speedway, so mm-hmm. it's encouraging to think. Well, well, you know, we have great social feeds and good numbers that follow the sport, but and it's very difficult for everybody to to attend sport these days with the work commitments, the workloads that we all have, and mm-hmm. see. You know, traffic alone. I mean, I mean, traffic now is great because obviously it's it's not not a tech, but you know, we want that to return back to normal. So yeah, there's there's just there's another avenue I think that we we need to embrace here, and and obviously with the live stream, it's, I think it's important that we we put out a good product too. And you know, we can't devalue the product. It's it's you know, we put out an price as a, a ten pound, but you know, this is not a ten pound sport. You know, this is an elite sport. Um, and we, we've got to make sure we show this show properly. Yep, and uh, certainly it's one I'm looking forward to. Um, I purchased a stream for both the the select match and the the British final, and was thought absolutely fantastic on both of them. Um, I know there's other clubs trying various things as well, so so more power to it. And I guess, um, Mark, if we can, you know, I don't know if I've seen any of the lineup yet. Are we are we ready to announce any names? I know who will be watching a week on Thursday yet. Yeah, we should be uh, announcing Jason Crump um, and a few others, um, Dan Bewley, um, very shortly, and, and then a host of them. So we've pretty much got the the the, uh, the lineups confirmed. So, um, but we'll be drip feeding them out, just little teasers for everybody out there. So, um, <laughs> but no, it's a it's a very good looking lineup. So, yeah, one 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 that's going to be worth watching. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. I might actually get in here first, Scott. I know you're going to peg me here and ask me to put my prediction on a one two three. So, <laughs> so I'm going to get in ahead there. I know how your mind works. I could hear it ticking away in the background, Scott. Um, so I won't even finish what I was going to say on that sentence. I'll put it straight to you. We've now touched on all seven teams there. What's your one two three? My one. Oh Jesus! I thought you were going to ask me for a winner. No, a one two three. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I normally give you some easy ones. I'm not asking you to predict the first three. Um, obviously, a lot will depend on, um, as we've seen with, with Team GB last year in Russia, uh, obviously, a lot depends on your luck at the end of the day. We can keep looking at odds in the, yeah. in the, in the lineups all we want. And it, it well, really we'll depends. predictions, assuming that no two riders for the same team are going to banjo themselves on the first right, okay, let's do that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take Australia as a dark horse, um, not to win it, but I definitely think they'll be in a medal contention. Um, <clears throat> I think 11 to two if I'm a betting man, I'll be betting, I'll be putting them on to win and each way just to cover that, Graham. Um, can't really see past the Russians if I'm being totally honest. Again, it's your. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I am a betting man, as you're aware, but I wouldn't be putting, even if Russia were about 10 to 1, I still wouldn't put money on them because yeah. on paper, they are the best, they're the best pairing in this meeting, by, by, in my own opinion. But the ability for Saifutinov and Laguta to go missing <laughs> for one of these nights. Um, yeah. now, I know they've not done it in the last couple of years, but it's um, they do have the ability just to kind of uh, to disappear. And Saifutinov, he didn't have the best of Grand Prix series when we really thought he was going to, well, you more than most, obviously. Um kind of thought he was going to kick on. Laguta had an excellent start, then it just seemed the tyre situation got in his head or whatever it may be. Um, if both of them turn up and they're firing, then Russia's going to win it for me. Uh, I think Smarslik will drag Wozniak along or Kibera, whoever he's partnered with, and Australia. That's my that's my top three. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be difficult for Team GB uh for what I can see, I don't. I, I hate to be the do, I hate to be the doom and gloom. Obviously, we're trying to keep things positive for the British point of view. Um, Ty missing, and I don't. Obviously, we've spoke about Ty at great length here, but it's it's quite hard not to dwell on the fact that you've got your best rider out. Um, Lambert has been on really really good form this year. My concern there is is that he hasn't rode in a couple of weeks now. From uh, I think he's been racing in Germany, but he's not been racing in Poland for a couple of weeks. He's familiar with Lublin, which is great, but the, we don't have a lot of wiggle room. Um, it's going to be a really, really tough meeting for Drew to come into. Nobody, I wouldn't expect a thing from him. He's got no pressure on his shoulders. Go there, enjoy it. But I th- do think it makes it a lot tougher for us to con- uh, contend for a, a medal spot. Um, if I was looking at Ty, Robert Lambert and Dan Bulez under 21, I would be a lot more confident. And that's an easy assessment to be perfectly frank yeah, it is and you know what you could balance as you say we all know how good ties he's number two in the world he's three times world champion but it's like any team you know you look through the field mm-hmm. would we expect the aussies to be up there about doily would you expect the poles to be up there about smarts like would you expect the danes to be up there about madsen you know every team has a talisman and it just so happens that unfortunately um as seems to have been the case more often than not i think time missed last year as well didn't he mm-hmm. um that, that Ty's missing out. So yeah, I'd agree with that that assessment there. Um, you know what? I've I've asked you to do it, so I'll no back away. I'll no sit Good on man. the fence. I'll give you my top three. Um, you know what? I think I just think they're they're coming in on form. That they're, they're coming in with the good feeling in the camp. Um, I'm going to take away. I, I think Australia might just do it this year. I think it's their time to get back on on top of the podium. Um, Russia again. I can't see. Can't see past Russia not being in the medal. So I'm going to take Russia second. That's Australia first, Russia second. And you know what, Scott? I'm going to let my heart rule my head on here. The Team GB will pinch in and get that bronze medal. Smarz like a hover mayor. Nobody cares about the Swedes. The Czech Republic, I'll try their heart out. Leon Madsen, I'll touch the tapes 14 times over the weekend. Team <laughs> GB, I'll sit there with that bronze medal. Well, there you go. Excellent predictions as well. If you've got your own predictions, be sure to let us know uh, on social media at Talk Speedway on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook and Instagram as well at Talk Speedway Podcast. Uh, you can check out all of our previous back catalogue uh, on our website at talkspeedway.co.uk where you can select uh, your podcast provider of choice as well. Uh, we do thank Grant, Grant Henderson Tankers uh, and Wellman Cars for their support uh, with the podcast as well. And I 
think all that's left to say, Graham, is come on, Team GB, let's get in the medals and let's let's end this season with some sort of joy. That's right. You know, it's been a good year overall for Team GB. Put a rice in the cake on it be would be a Speedway a Nations medal. Couldn't agree Absolutely. with you more, Scott. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to kind of breaking this down and dissecting it next week. But until then, good night. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway.